Good morning, everyone. What is going on? We are back again with another episode of the South Florida Gamers Podcast, episode 42. And yeah, I'm drawing a brain fart right now, so forgive me. But I'm, I'm joined here with my co-host with the most dad jokes, Waluigi. Good morning. Wow. Last episode was actually pretty fun having herbs around. Oh, yeah, definitely. Shout out to herbs, man. I know. Herbs and spices. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I got to save that for him later, but... Man, I'm glad we had a week break. Yeah. All of us went to the uh, Flynn's Halloween event. Shout out to them. Yeah. I dressed up as Eddie. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot the. <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold on. I forgot to do the morning tradition, so. Morning, morning, And joining us is our guest, the Heart Container. Hey, guys. Ohio. Onija. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of the podcast is going to be on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor for all our audio-only listeners. And, of course, the video playback will be available on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, where it is currently available. So, yeah, that we since we got that out the way, and, of course, we already did the early recap already from previous episodes. So, might as well go ahead and, you know, get on right into it and talk about our guest today, the Architainer, and... Of course, in our usual normal tradition, we always ask our guests their gaming origins, what got them into gaming. So we want to know your, your story from start to current. So the floor is yours. And so for me, I have a brother that's 11 years older than me. So I grew up with pretty much every game system that was out because he was obsessed. So I had the Game Boy Advance, I had the regular Game Boy, I had the N64, I had an Atari, I had nice. the GameCube, I had the PlayStation, the PS2. So I grew up with, um, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up with all of that stuff. And for other people my age, they didn't get the chance to experience a lot of that, but I grew up with, like, all that stuff. <laughs> so when I used to play games with my brother, we played a lot of um, RPGs specifically. I was really into from, like, a young age because I really liked the storyline. It helped me also learn to read a little bit. <laughs> But also helped in school. Games do help in school. Amen to Just that. saying. Yes. So we used to play a lot of um, Final Fantasy, Zelda. As you can see by my, my Zelda get up. Hey. <laughs> like a lot of Zelda. Link to the Past we played a lot. Um, Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask is my all-time favorite one, which I watched my brother play a bit, but he was never able to beat it. But guess what? I beat it recently. Nice. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, then we used to play a lot of Disgaea. A lot of people don't know Disgaea, but it's this uh, JRPG that's fucking amazing. I really love that series. And there's like at least six of them right now. And that's a really good series to play. So I grew up playing all that stuff with my brother. We played Smash a lot. And like I got really into Smash with him to a point where we would have fights over who was the best Link and stuff like that. It was pretty even, but I'd say I'm better now. (laughs) Good, good. For the most part. (laughs) And yeah, I I basically grew up with all of that. By the time my brother like left home to do his own thing, I didn't get the the chance to have many video games myself because I didn't have the money for that stuff. So the only things I got myself was like an Xbox 360, which was which was okay. I would have preferred a PlayStation, but ouch. I'm definitely team PlayStation. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, yo, Kingdom Hearts was also. Kingdom Hearts was also a really big one. 
uh, that I used to watch my brother play a lot. We were really into like the storyline for Kingdom Hearts, and I loved that they had the Disney characters and everything. So I was really into watching him play that. And if I had to pick some favorite games growing up with, it was Kirby's Dreamland on the N64. was one we played a lot, especially because it was multiplayer, so it was really great to play. We were never able to beat it to this day, so I really want to try to beat it one day. And a lot of Smash, which prepared me for Smash tournaments and stuff now, but, but I'm still not good enough. <laughs> and um, a lot of underrated games that like we would play because we would try a bunch of random games. We would go to GameStop when it had like the cheap games and like the big boxes, and you mm-hmm. could just get like 99 cent games and all these other games that like you just never get nowadays. Right. And I missed out. Walmart had that too. It was yeah, it was great. We used to go to Walmart all the time, or I think it was um, yeah, I think it was Walmart where they had like the gaming stations and stuff where you could practice playing the games and stuff they had, and we would demo them. We used to do that all the time. That stuff was like the great. This generation just doesn't just doesn't get to feel it as much. Oh There's no. some of it in the GameStops nah. now, but it, it's barely it's, there. Yeah, it's not the same anymore. And the like cheap games that were there and stuff were great, especially the Game Boy games at the time. I was like a huge Fire Emblem fan, so I used to play the first Fire Emblem. And then Sacred Stones was like really big for me. Mm, nice. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I really love those RPG games. But yeah, some of the underrated games that we would play that I really liked was SLAI in the PS2. It was this robot fighting game, similar to like Gundam and stuff like that, but you would build you would build your mechs and there was like a storyline behind it, but it was actual like it was just straight humans that were like fighting in a war, something like that. And it had like really great soundtrack for like rock fans and stuff. It had some really good stuff. Nice. Nice, nice. And then another one was Time Splitters on the GameCube. Yeah, that Time I've heard of. Two. I heard of too. Time yeah. Splitters Two was amazing because it was a it was a first person shooter. It had a great story. You could play up to four people and you could play the story together, and you could make your own maps and you could make your own levels and you could do some crazy shit on that. <laughs> it was super fun. Dope. That is. Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, that that's some of the origins that I have from that. Okay, so what are you currently playing now? So now, like, um, like I was trying to tell you guys earlier, I started getting into Dark Souls um, pretty late, but I started playing between like last year and this year with my boyfriend and his sister, and we played the first Dark Souls, we beat it, and had a lot of... I still haven't beaten Dark Souls 1. <laughs> I never touched it yet. It's it's such a struggle, bro, but I don't, I don't we, think I'm ready. we beat it only because I had them. If it was just me, there's no way... There's no way I could have done it on my own. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I had to do it with them. Um, we're also playing Dark Souls 2. We've made it all the way to, we just beat the pirate area. I think that's like just a quarter of the game or maybe half. Yeah, you, yeah you're yeah, you still at, you're not even halfway done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we're playing the third one as well with another friend. And for that one, we just beat the guy that's, you needed like that specific enchanted sword to like charge up and attack him with. Oh, um, Yorm the giant knight. Yeah, we just got there. So I think we're like more towards halfway on the third one instead of the second one. And we're trying to beat all of those so I can play Bloodborne and see the storyline for Bloodborne and then prepare myself for Elden Ring, which is going to be sick. You, you still have to go through Sekiro. <laughs> oh, and Sakura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta go through Sakura. I have to go through all of it. <laughs> that's what I, I wanted to do. try Sakura too. I had no idea it was also made by From Miyazaki. software. Yep. And I was like, what? 
and I found out because I was interested in that game and I knew people <clears throat> that had gotten it and I found that out and I was like oh shit I definitely I definitely need to get that game oh yeah yeah like you definitely got if you're gonna get into any from software games and you know of course you want to start off with Demon Souls and then work your way all the way down to Sekiro so at least you can get yourself ready and prepared for Elden Ring because if you have watched their latest um gameplay um preview that came out recently you'll start you'll see some elements from bloodborne you'll see some elements from dark souls 3 and you'll see some elements from sekiro so uh -huh. yeah so i would a combination that's crazy yeah you will see some elements like if you're if you're if you played those games you're going to be very familiar with how elden ring is it's just like a culmination of all three of those games and add in you know the breath of the wild experience so <laughs> yeah yeah, it's going to be really, really intense. It's going to be good. So. Yeah, I also heard it's four players as well. Yeah. It? Yeah. That is what we're really excited about. Because we normally play with just one friend, and we always have this other friend that actually got banned like a while ago when he was playing online with them because he cheated. I was about to say, how do you get banned <laughs> from no, cheating? He, he got banned because he cheated, something like that, and like he wasn't allowed to play Dark Souls online anymore. Wow. So he wasn't able to play with us, but now with Elden Ring, like he'll be able to like, I think use a different account or something, and he'll be able to actually play with us. So oh. we'll have the four people squad, which is what we're hoping for. So you ready for me to die multiple times with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. And me screaming. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be a good time. Because I think it's either you screaming or me screaming, mostly me. <laughs> I'm most excited about the horses just because if you've played Dark Souls, the first one, you don't really get to teleport until way, way later. And it's just walking and running around back and forth, and it's so annoying. So Especially yeah. if you die. So Skyrim in a nutshell. You're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> or any Elder Scrolls, technically. That sounds like pain. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. Man, that is quite an origin story, and... It's nice to have a fellow Souls fan here on this podcast because usually a lot of people end up ducking that game because of the reputation that it has for being extremely hard, extremely difficult and whatnot. But when it all really is, is just that, um, <laughs> when it all it is, is just that, um, <laughs> me just, me just raise my hand in fear. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> when it all it is, is just the fact that. You just have to get good. You have to get good at the game. And when you do play co-op with people, it makes the game a lot easier. Like, some people don't understand that, yeah, playing the game by yourself and you're just going in blind, yeah, it's going to be difficult. Like, yeah, like, no shit. But when you play with people, it's actually a lot easier because now the enemy can focus on the people that you summoned into your world and you can just, you know, get the benefit. Yeah, for me, um, my boyfriend's like a veteran in Dark Souls. He already beat the first one and the second one. He just hadn't had beaten the third one yet, so he was able to show me where we had to go, and like we figured it out, and we had someone to help, and then we had a sister helping too. So I had a lot of help, so I was able to actually beat the game. Still hard as shit, though, so super annoying. But it's definitely a lot better with people. If you play it by yeah. yourself, it's, it's really hard, so you have to be like committed. One day I'll get to it. Yeah, one day. One Probably day. after CEO. Yeah, so that way you, know, you have time to actually invest into the game. And if you would have to um, ask, like, um, should I just start off with Dark Souls 1 and then work my way down? I mean, you can start off with Dark Souls 3, then you can work on Bloodborne and Sekiro. Like, if you want to get into the Souls game to get yourself ready and prepared for Elden Ring, I would highly recommend Dark Souls 3, 
Bloodborne and Sekiro. So that way you are familiar with the play style, how everything works and how okay. everything operates. So that way when Elden Ring comes, you're, you already know what to do. You already know what to expect because... Run. <laughs> that yeah. too. You, of course you can run, of course. There's also stealth tactics in the game as well oh, because... Yeah. Um, in Sekiro, you can you know stealth kill people. So there's that. Um, you have your weapon arts. If you're familiar with from Dark Souls three and Bloodborne, they have that in as well. So yeah, it's gonna be a really good time. Sekiro gave me huge Tenchu vibes when I first saw it. Yeah. That's why I really wanted to play it. Does it I was really? a huge yeah. Tenchu fan. Growing up, that was another game I played with my brother a lot. Tenchu Z was one of my Tenchu, favorite games. The yeah. Wrath of Heaven Tenchu was great because it was had a multiplayer mode, and you had this one level where you had to just completely stealth and never get caught. It was super hard, but we managed to beat it. So Tenchu is one of my favorite games, and it's really underrated because now you don't really see it like anymore. I don't really know that many people that still know about Tenchu, really. Yeah, yeah I like gave my cousin my disc, and he never gave it back. Yeah, like you'd have to be somewhere around my age or in your mid to late 20s to even know about Tenchu back in the PS2 days. Like that was a really underrated series. It was so good, though. And it had multiplayer, too. That is true. Two player. Made my guy look like Kakashi without realizing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we'll get the segue into our next topic, and that is um, you um, explaining what the Heart Container is. Um, so the Heart Container Cafe is a, a cafe idea that I have that I've been working on. At the moment, we do like catering services for big events like cons or the stuff that happens at Plants Arcade with Eddie that I've done a lot for. Recently, I did an event in Sunrise for the Sunrise Civic Center Theater where they had a Hocus Pocus event and we did a bunch of Halloween-themed treats and stuff for them. And we were basically like the only concession stand there. They had a concession stand on the side for like some popcorn and free water, but... We were the only thing that had actual food, <laughs> and we had boba tea and stuff, too. Um, so the idea for the cafe is I wanted to have something, like, I, I'm a huge, um, like, anime and gaming fan and stuff like that. And we go to these cons a lot, and most of the time, if you want to go to a con, it either costs a bunch of money, or it's only once every other, like, so many months. And there's, like, no place to really hang out and do that kind of stuff. So I got the idea because I used to go to this place in Sunset Mall that was by my high school, South Miami, and it was called TM Poets. And they had um, this good hangout spot where you didn't really need money to hang out with your friends. And you could just chill there, and they had a bunch of board games and stuff for you to play. They had books for you to read if you wanted to. And they also happen to have tea and stuff that they sell. And they have, like, open mic nights and stuff. So my idea was a place where, like, younger people, even older people, could come and they could hang out and they could have board games and stuff. They could have um, like gaming tournaments and stuff where they could just play a bunch of video games, win some prizes, stuff like that. I thought would be super fun. And then I wanted a place where we could do the anime and cosplay stuff too. So I wanted people to be able to come in cosplay if they want. And I wanted the workers to either do like a maid cafe thing where they dress up as maids here and there. And then sometimes, That'd be so cool. <laughs> and then sometimes they wear like whatever cosplays they want to wear. So it'll just be this like fun, unique place where all all the desserts and all the pastries and stuff I do are already video game inspired. Like for example, I have the Gata Croissants. It's a croissant that has like a red stripe through the middle. Gata Croissant? I yeah. love that. I love the, I like these names. I'm interested in this idea. Yeah, it has a croissant that has like a stripe through the middle, has cream cheese inside, and it has strawberry jam inside. So it has like Kratos' skin tone, Kratos's little red stripe and everything it has like that little inspiration for it without 
you know, any copyright problems. <laughs> I have like the all-star cookie, which looks kind of like Kirby, but you can't necessarily say it's Kirby. It's just these colored <laughs> cookies that have some eyes on them. And that's a very, like a similar eye that's used in Bomberman and stuff like that. So Can I get a Puya? <laughs> so you can't really say anything about them. So I have a bunch of stuff like that. Um, all the drinks are based on like potions and stuff because like the theme for the Heart Container Cafe was like, you know, like a heart container like with Zelda and stuff like that because Zelda's my favorite, one of my favorite series. So I wanted to have like potions for people to drink. So I, eventually I plan on getting these little like potion bottles that look like the little light bulb thing um, so that I could have these like colorful teas with like boba and stuff like that that people have that looks like a potion. So you get all of that aesthetic for like gaming. You get to figure out the puns and stuff that are in there because I have some that are a little harder. Like I have um, an avocado toast where it's a, a bread with like the avocado like super green on the bottom and then like a really orange looking egg on top and then it has like carrots on the side and it's called Akira's Brazilian Monster. Like could you guys guess what character that is based on? Oh, Street Fighter, Blanco. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I have stuff like that where it's like a little subtle hint that you can try to figure out so it's fun for the more experienced gamers to try to figure out the harder ones. And then I have the very obvious ones that are kind of like the all-star cookie one. Um, so I have stuff like that where it's a little fun little game in between. People get to eat some good like snacks and stuff. I also have some salty stuff. I started doing my empanadas, which are just HP up empanadas, but they're really good. That's what's up. <laughs> I'm looking, at, I'm looking at your menu right now, actually, on Instagram. <laughs> Yo, thank you. Um, so that's just a, a brief little look at the menu at the moment. Yeah, and I saw you're at Blackjack Anime, too. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be working with them sometime soon, hopefully. <gasps> that's sick. If not, we'll be, we'll be doing stuff in the future. I'm still talking with them about it. I'm trying to connect with a lot more people that are into stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I want to bring something to Miami, because I'm, I'm based in Miami, where you have a place where you have this gaming-themed stuff. You have a bunch of places to hang out with your friends where you have gaming tournaments and gaming to play. I could have anime showings there that just on the side for people to watch when they want to come. You can play board games and stuff. You can dress up. We can have cosplay contests. And I'm also really big on, like, the LGBTQ community. I want them to feel very, like, you know, have a safe place where they can be themselves and be accepted for whoever they are and their gender specifically and things like that. So I want a place where they can all go and like we respect those things highly and we make sure everyone else respects them too. That's so it'll be a sweet. good place. Like <laughs> so it'll be a good place in Miami for people to come for all those things because I feel like it's a untapped market that's kind of starting to get there with Flynn's and stuff like that where like you can have these people come for these specific things with cosplay in the anime and gaming community that we don't necessarily have besides you know cons so if you had a place that you could go all the time for that stuff and like do that stuff all the time i feel like it would do really well so we're working towards getting a location and like doing all of that so at the moment i do these big events in catering and i get my name out there working with these other amazing people like eddie and you guys <laughs> so that we can like spread that word we have a gofundme on the instagram's bio that like doesn't get much attention but if we could get that going, like, as soon as we get the money that we need for the cafe, we'll open as soon as we can. And we do all these events and catering. I do custom stuff, too. Uh, on the menu and stuff, as you'll see on the Instagram, people can put in orders. If they want, like, a cake or cupcakes and stuff like that, I'll do, like, small orders, too, as long as it's within, like, $20. 
and I go from here, like from Miami, and then like all the way over here to Margate, Florida. It's just it would be a delivery fee, but that's that's totally fine. But I do all that stuff for people. I learned how to do baking and stuff on my own, really. I worked in cafes since I was like 16, and I was always super into cafes and stuff like that. You know, I plan to have coffee, obviously, at, at some point. We did coffee for the Hocus Pocus event, actually, as just a little test run. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it ended up going pretty well. But since it's not an industrial coffee machine, you know, it was a little, little slower. But, you know, that's fine. Once we have an actual location, we'll have all that stuff put together. The coffee are haste potions, so. <laughs> but, yeah, we plan on having a lot of that stuff and just building the name and, like, getting it out there. And like just saving money over time, doing these big events and doing these catering, just so people have like this amazing place they could go to in the future, or they could have these amazing custom like items. Like my birthday's coming up soon, I'm gonna make myself a Majora's mask cake because I think it'll be oh sick. Oh my god, that nice! Be, that would be fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping it comes out good. If it comes out good, it'll be on the Instagram for sure. I'll take pictures. It better stuff. be. But um, I'm I'm completely self-taught. Uh, I didn't go to college for anything for for any of that stuff. Uh, I just picked up baking on my own, and, and I got good at it, and I just kept studying and, like, working on it, and I've gotten, like, pretty good with it, and I have perfected a lot of the recipes that I have on the menu because I wouldn't have it otherwise on the menu. Good. And, like, people seem to really love them. They really love, like, how they taste, how they look, and stuff like that. So I'm glad people really like it, and I'm still constantly working to get better and have, like, even more ideas. Yeah, got to make that bread and make that loaf. That is how you do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> so on YouTube, my dad actually wanted to comment. He wanted to ask if you make street tacos, or that would be an idea. Street tacos. I could at some point, because right now the only thing we have food-wise is sandwiches, and we have um, like a duck hunt-themed sandwich, what? which is called turkey hunt. <laughs> and it's a, it's a turkey club sandwich, basically. We also have... Um, a BLT sandwich that I completely forgot what I called it <laughs> at the moment, but it was based, no, it's called Porky's Revenge. It, it was based on a, <laughs> it was based on Porky from the mother, for the mother video games. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so yeah, at the moment we only have sandwiches when it comes to like salty snacks. Eventually I want to like have ramens and like, like dumplings and stuff like that on the side. But, you know, I, I could consider tacos. I'm still thinking about the stuff we will have food-wise. But at the moment, for catering and stuff, I usually just do, like, the desserts. Nice, nice. You, you want to answer that one in the chat while we do? <laughs> I'm going to guess with this one as a no, but my dad also asked, any THC or CBD-infused food? No. no. I, okay, so I get I this know. question <laughs> all the time because I sell brownies. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> They're called Choctastic Brownies. It's a reference to Doc from Punch-Out. Oh, wow. Um, they're chocktastic, you know, it's like his, his catchphrase, and they're super fudgy, super chocolatey, super into that. And every time I have a plate of brownies at any event, including Flynn's, even though Flynn's constantly advertises children-friendly, family-friendly, people always come up and ask, are those space brownies? Space brownies. Are those special brownies? And I didn't know, like, what they were talking about at first. <laughs> My boyfriend was like, yo, they're, they're asking, like, That's the weed brownies. One day, we had my little sister there helping us, and we went to go take a photo on the photo booth that they had, and someone goes up to her, a child, and asks, are those edibles? Oh, my God. <laughs> are wow. You How are you going to ask a child if that's edibles? Like, 
why would she know and why would she be helping sell that? Like that's super bad. <laughs> and they edible. asked it and is she, edible. <laughs> she said yes because she didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> and then they like didn't hear her and they were like, oh, what was that? And then she was like, no. <laughs> and then they just bought them anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I get that question all the time. No, they're not. I don't have any licenses to do anything like that. Pretty sure it's still illegal as well. So no, I don't have anything like that. <laughs> Just normal desserts. No edibles, they are edible. But they are super good, and they will make you make you feel like off the ground just good, because they're just good. <laughs> 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 oh, I love my dad so much sometimes. All the time, actually. Love you, Felder. <laughs> wow, well, what, a qu- what a question like that. Like Someone has to ask us, and I'm kind of glad we can announce it in a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually, please, yeah. please don't ask me if they're edibles anymore. <laughs> none of them are. The brownies sell out, and I think it's, I, sometimes I think it's because people really think that. I, I think they just think it, and they just buy it, because they think it's that, and they don't ask. And I Wait, don't I got a new name for you. Space Jammy. So you can just add, like, a strawberry spread. Oh, my God. <laughs> That second movie sucked. Now they're really thinking Bruh. of Space Jammies. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I haven't nothing. seen the second movie, actually. Don't. But I'm really mad with the Lola, like, design. I mean, I get it that she was, like, you know, sexy before, and, like, she shouldn't be. She's, like, a bunny and everything. But I don't know. I just feel like they made her also look like a child, but she's supposed to be an adult. I, I'm pretty sure, at least. I, I think it's the origin of furries and such, for at least that day and age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong, Silverback? No, no, no. You you are not wrong on that. People you are can, definitely. People wrong. can reflect on this later on. Just know I was right. Yeah. People were gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I saw Space Jam as a kid," so that's why I'm in the furries. Or if you make Space Jammies. <laughs> oh man. Well, it's great to hear all the um, stuff and the progress that you're making towards your goal on getting your cafe um, up and running. Hopefully in 2022, your goals are, um, it happens. And yeah, I can't wait to see what happens from there on. Oh yeah, for sure when I have a grand opening, I'm gonna let you guys and everyone know. And everyone's gonna come, it's gonna be just a sick cosplay party. Can I be a buff maid? Yeah, yeah, I definitely this plan guy. on having like male maids and dresses and stuff too if they're down with that. <laughs> I had to ask this before anybody else does. <laughs> there's lines, there's lines. Damn, <laughs> too lazy to go in line. <laughs> <laughs> he has another question while Luigi. Did you ever think about doing a uh, cooking podcast? Um, no, I actually don't know how to set up a podcast, and this is my first time being on an official podcast, but um. I've never considered that. I considered a podcast with one of my friends just because we have a habit of talking for hours about things. One thing we talked about specifically about the cafe that I also want to change is you get a lot of problems when you're trying to find a job and you're like really young, like like anywhere from 16 to early 20s, you can't get a job because they're like, oh, you need experience. But like, I need the job to get experience. Even really low jobs like like Starbucks, it's, it's not much. Sometimes it's hard and they just won't accept you. And I got lucky that I got like an early job when I was like 16 because I just kept going around this mall and asking like everybody and there was this Nestle like cafe that like needed people so they took me in. But if I didn't have that job at 16 and have that on my resume to be able to use for later, I don't know if as many people 
would have like actually hired me for jobs and I think it's dumb because I know young people might not you know know as much or you think they don't care and stuff like that but I think they all deserve a chance at mm-hmm. least so I'm going to change that when I have the cafe I'm going to let a lot of young people work there I'm going to give them a chance I'm going to teach them you know they get the chance to learn they get the training if they don't do good then you know I'm sorry you got to go but that's actually good. That's wholesome. I respect <laughs> yeah. that. My yeah, heart. like Absolutely. It, if if they don't do good, they go. But if they yeah. do good and they take the effort and they try to learn, like I'm gonna give them a chance because they deserve to have a chance to work there. There's also a bunch of really dumb rules in a lot of corporate places and stuff like that. Like you can't have dyed hair like like this. Like I I dyed my hair red again, like several months ago, almost a year ago. And then I worked at a Publix cafe and they were like, you can't have that hair color. But you can have red if it's all of your hair and it's like darker and it looks more natural. And I was like, what? But it, it's stupid. Like you can't have specific hair colors and stuff like that. And that's the same as like judging someone based on their skin tone. Like you can't do that in jobs. So why why does my hair matter? Especially when it's up and it's covered in a hairnet. Like nobody cares. I don't think it changes any level of uh, professionalism. Like if you can do your job and you do it well, the way you look, you know, shouldn't matter. So I'm also changing that in the cafe. I'm not going to have any um, specific, like, cafe uniform or anything, except maybe, like, an apron or something with a name on it. Um, I don't care if your hair is dyed or if you have, like, crazy makeup and stuff. As long as you don't, like, you know, scare anybody specifically, <laughs> like, it's it's fine. You know, you shouldn't be judged for those things. You should be able to get those those jobs regardless, and tattoos especially. I was like, just about to ask that. <laughs> yeah, tattoos especially. Like, you could have a bunch of crazy full sleeve like tattoos I don't care because you could still be a really cool nice person and like you just appreciate the art and you want to have the art on you for your own specific reasons and I don't think that should stop you from having a job I don't think it changes how professional you are in any way and I feel like those rules need to be changed and I hope they change you know as the years progress and as like my generation and other people who are more woke (laughs) about it like I hope they all change it but um, it's starting with my cafe. The second that that place opens, I'm not going to be judging people on that kind of stuff. Gotcha. I respect the fuck out of that. Gotcha, gotcha. All yeah. right, so we have a question from Facebook from Chris asking, you sell mac and cheese? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. No, I do not. <laughs> no, she does not. <laughs> Chris. I do all kinds of pastries. If you're interested in any kind of pastries, you know, even the ones off menu I can make. I make croissants, I make empanadas, I make a bunch of different cakes, a bunch of different cupcakes. Um, I got a new idea for you. So if you have an orange croissant, you can just be like the god of croissant. Jimmy Neutron. Oh, (laughs) no, stop. (laughs) Bruh. I'm sorry, poor poor ass dad joke. The the croissant joke doesn't stop. (laughs) Nobody will leave Carl alone. You can't. (laughs) He is bruh. a god. Bro, bro, why? 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 You know why. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just no. Fine, fine, fine. No, no. Uh, a lot of the, the pastries and snacks and stuff are more video game themed. I wanted to have the, the video game theme with the food and stuff. And then the anime and everything else will be in, like, the decor and, like, the, the anime showings and maybe some murals on the wall and stuff. Because I'm also an artist. I also draw and paint and I have a lot of friends that do that stuff so we're probably going to decorate the whole place ourselves honestly all right I have a question before um we segue to our next topic that I want to ask and that is um with the um heart container what what um what do you plan on doing for the local South Florida gaming community down here 
that uh, down here, you know, long term or whatnot, or at least what is like your goal with them? Because um, as many people know, if you tune into this podcast, I am a tournament organizer here at the arcade and there's, you know, I come across a lot of people that, um, you know, r- regularly come out to the arcade. And some of the occasions, sometimes you'll have some of the um, people who come out for the tournaments. Maybe they not buy some of the snacks or whatnot, or they'll bring their own food. So the question I want to ask is, what are you going to bring for them that's going to keep them invested in what you're doing long term? So that way they can keep coming back more and more and more. Because there are people, because you are going to have players where they may not like what you're selling. So, but if you end up giving them the space for them to, you know, come and hang out, they may end up bringing um, other food or beverages outside to your place of business. Are you going to let that also be, are you going to let them do that as well to your place of business? That I mean, of course, that's the second question, but it's just the first one is long term what are you going to bring for them to keep them invested in what you are trying to offer to the community when you finally open up shop yes yeah, so for me i don't really mind it that they're not you know buying my things it's it's more about the community really um i wanted to have a place for like the community to come together and be able to do these things that they want to do and you know buying the stuff is a bonus to keep me open and stuff like that but when it comes to them coming to game and bringing their own food and stuff, I don't really care if you bring your own food. Just, you know, not like like a bunch of stuff they're passing out to everybody. But if you bring your own snacks or whatever, you know, it's fine. You can still join the tournaments and things like that. There is a fee to join the tournaments. Most of the time, it'll probably go, like, directly to the winner. We might collect, like, a little bit for ourselves just for that. Mm-hmm. Or another option is um, I plan to have a few arcade machines as well so that gamers can come and play, like, some of the machines, and that you do have to pay for. So either by coin or by some bracelet that Eddie does as well. We'll probably end up doing coin because it's in Miami, and, and they do allow that there. Um, so we'll probably end up doing the coins and make money on that for the people that want to come and do gaming. We're also going to have like other, you know, big events and stuff that you'll either pay to enter or, you know, pay to have these specific things that we end up doing. And that way we'll still be getting the money that we need to stay open for everybody, but it'll still be like great events and stuff that the community will love and love to, to come and join. And of course we'll have a few like free events and you could come, you know, to the place like for free just to hang out and play the board games and stuff so that there is option for people who can't afford stuff either because I want to keep that open as well. Gotcha. <clears throat> All right. So I also want to ask um, this question. Are you familiar with some of the um, other um, gaming venues down in um, Miami? Since I mean, since, you know, you're, you're down there and whatnot, are you familiar with um, eSports Arena? Are you familiar with Next Level? gaming i'm not actually familiar with them i'm, I'm going to be doing more research on it the closer that we actually get a location so i could talk with people and like coordinate events and things like that at the moment i'm building as much relationships as i can with the people around me like the blackjack anime i've been building a connection with arcade odyssey i used to go to all the time i haven't talked with them yet but i plan on talking with them to see if i can build like relationships with them too because I want to get like you know everyone involved in in some kind of way and see if they want to if they want to help with any parts or if we want to do like events together and things like that just to coordinate it all a little better. I have researched if there were any video game themed like restaurants and stuff like that. Scared me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have researched some of that. As far as I know, 
there isn't really much except like way higher up north that have anything that has specific video game themed foods. So that's where I stand out the most. And that's where I'm hoping that I'll get the most attention as one of the first ones way down here. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that if you go to Japan. They have like Nintendo cafes and stuff like that where they have all these characters that you know they own so they could actually make them look completely like them and they call them Pikachu like cakes and stuff like that. But for me, it's it's more of like the, the references and like still kind of having that aspect without getting in any trouble and then having a place like down here in the South where you, you can do all of that because there's nothing like that around here as far as I know from what I've researched. The closest is a place in Orlando that I saw that I'm spacing on the name of right now, but they have like their own little maid cafe. They have these little cute snacks and stuff like that. They're an arcade themselves. They also have gaming and stuff like that. Uh, arcade monsters? No, 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 no. No, I, I think it was something else. I don't, wait, I think that's an Oviedo, my bad. <laughs> Um, but ours is still a little different from theirs, too. They have the, the maid cafe thing. We're not going to fully have a maid cafe. We'll have, you know, them in outfits like that sometimes and sometimes in, like, whatever other cosplays. And a lot of their food and stuff is based on, like, just cutesy-looking, like, little cat characters and, like, stuff like that. But mine are, like, specific, like, video game references if you want to come for things like that and, like, get that little aspect of it. Um, so that's that's where I differentiate from people like that, and as far as I know, there's nothing like that around here, so I'm hoping to be the first one. Well, the reason why I um, mentioned those um, other two, because those are two venues, gaming venues, where they um, do tournaments at, and that is where, you know, your competitive Miami um, scene for players, that's where they go to. So if you're looking for to, you know, research to see, you know, where the competitive gaming scene is at, those are the two places I would recommend checking out. And just so that way you can get a good feel for, you know, the environment, the people there, and of course, how they run their tournaments or whatnot. Because one of the players um, that I met at um, our event in Mizukon, Vice City Smash, Gabe, he he's the TO for esports arena he does that on sundays for next level there's two tos that run um games there you have um riku who runs smash on fridays and you have um convicted of fun ryan he runs all the other um fighting game tournaments like guilty gear melty blood um grand blue and whatnot so those are the guys i would recommend you would um if you're looking to see where the scene is at like gaming competitive wise that's where you'll need to go. Next Level Gaming and Esports Arena. Those are the two places that I would recommend since it's down in your area. So that way you can, you know, furthermore get an idea of what the um, crowd is and what what the crowd is like. Yeah, for, for our cafe, I, I plan on having the, the gaming tournaments be a little more casual. So it's not like super like high level competitive. But if we do want to get into stuff like that, I'm hoping um, maybe I can build a relationship with them and maybe I can be like a sponsor for their events and, and take care of the snacks and stuff for those events. And then they can have the tournaments there and then we'll just be, you know, like a little part of that. Oh, and I also forgot, um, there's also um, Wolfpack Gaming that's also being run by DGK, who was on one of our um, po um, podcast, previous podcast guests. He also runs a, a tournament down there as well. <coughs> Yeah. at a brewery and that's on every Tuesday so I know about that one okay. I have a friend that goes to that one okay smash, yeah like, nice. all the time. yeah so that's where your scene is going to be at competitive scene 
they're usually going to these three places. So if you want to, you know, get some research, know where that community is at, get a feel for what they do, then I'm pretty sure that is going to greatly help you on what moves that you need to make when you finally do open your cafe. For sure. Yeah. I definitely need to look into them. All right. By the way, having your tournaments at a brewery, genius. Get everyone super drunk <laughs> and just playing these fighting games and stuff, and it's a whole nother level. Well, you can't do that with Smash because most Smash players are below the age of drinking. So. True. They're already drunk in some kind of power anyways. The older ones. The older ones. Yeah, the older my ones. My friend is definitely like 21. I'm pretty sure he gets like drunk and, and plays Smash and just destroys everybody. I'm pretty sure he's won several. My man going drunky Kong. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible pun, but it was actually yeah. efficient. Bruh. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep playing that. Anytime you just make a terrible, terrible dad joke. You can't do it next week. Wait, maybe you could actually. We not gonna announce that yet. We have not announced that yet. All right, so ignore the previous. all right our next topic is what games you're looking forward to in the month of november so for november specifically the gta trilogy um, oh yeah it looks really good because when i was younger my parents even though i played a bunch of worse games with my brother wouldn't let me play gta even the first one where it was way more ape-it and there was really not (laughs) like much that was that bad. They would not let me play GTA, they would hide it. So they would hide the first GTA all the way till the third one. Never got the chance to to play those, except for like the very rare times I went to someone's house to play it for like a little bit. And I was obsessed with it because I loved the idea of having an open world game at the time and just being able to drive, but still get out of the car and do like crazy shit. I was super into that when I was younger. Um, so I never got the chance to actually play those. It wasn't until I was like 13 that my parents actually let me get GTA 4 because they were trying to get me 5. They didn't have 5, so I ended up getting 4, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which was not that great. I found it kind of boring except for the Ballada Gay Tony, which was like the side disc. That one was really good for that part. But I eventually did get GTA 5, and I play it with my friends all the time. So I'm definitely excited for the trilogy because I want to I want the chance to finally experience those three games because I've heard they have amazing storylines and everything. Oh yeah, definitely. But now it'll be renewed and it'll look even nicer. So I get the chance to experience it without it being like too buggy or just like just gross looking oh, <laughs> yeah. nowadays yeah. compared to graphics now. I ain't going to lie though. I mean, I am looking forward to that game as well and of, and um, I'm looking forward to the Grand Theft Auto trilogy because I'm like, okay, they're gonna remaster the, you know, Grand Theft Auto three. They're gonna remaster Vice City and San Andreas. I'm just like, what you all gonna do? Like, just make it HD or whatnot? Because back then it was four, four by three. Now you're gonna want to make it sixteen by nine. I was like, okay. But then when I actually saw the gameplay and how the model, the render models look, I was like whoa yeah whoa okay i was like okay i see what y'all doing i I like this i like this i do have one i mean two issues there's that one mission in vice city with the little helicopter or whatnot please do not let it be a pain in the ass as it was back in the ps2 era that sounds like it's going to because oh my god for for those that remember 
Grand Theft Auto Vice City, that one helicopter mission that you had to do with the little mini helicopter, like that remote one, that shit was a bitch to finish. If you remember that, I know there's some people who played Vice, Vice City back in the day when they were young, like me. That mission was annoying as hell. So annoying. So I'm just hoping that that is not annoying with this remake. I'm hoping it's not annoying. And the second thing, and I already know it's not going to be there for the new generation to experience, but for those that did experience it before Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, <laughs> see, I knew I knew Chris would know about that. I, I knew you knew about that. <laughs> Matt <laughs> said, yo, fuck that mission. That helicopter like moving moving a boot in the mall and then the hitbox was huge as a whale. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, now I'm excited to try it. Now I hope they don't fix it just so I can know what it feels like. Nah, get the PS2 version <laughs> so that way you get the PS2 version so that way you know what true suffering is. <laughs> is it worse than Dark Souls? I, I think anything. Yeah. I think that's oh. probably worse than Dark Souls. Now. Yeah, oh. yeah. I was watching my cousins do this, and they were oh just getting pissed. <laughs> and the other one is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I already know that they're they're not gonna add the, I mean, they are gonna add it, but they're gonna remove certain parts of the hot coffee, um, side, you know, those mini game, the side game or whatnot. I know they're gonna remove that because there was some. <laughs> I'm laughing at the Chris call. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For those that remember um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, when they had the the hot coffee game or whatnot, where you can, yeah, but yeah. Could that ever be anything worse than Saints Row ever did with a full ass dildo bat and like some of the other crazy shit no. that they had? No, no, no. This one was way, yeah. way out of yeah. way out of line because this, this was ahead of its time of being out of line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was like way like like Rockstar like, like Rockstar really <laughs> took it to a whole new level to the point where it really got um the government involved. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. I'm missing out, bro. And then uh, and then Rockstar had to make another version of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, removing that part of the game out of the game. So if you had the original PS2 Grand Theft Auto San Andreas disc. You were you were able to play that in, indefinitely, where there was real sexual action going on, like literally going on, and they had to remove that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna look that up later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reminds me because you said Rockstar, and I just remembered. Like, did you guys ever play Bully? Yes. yes. Bully was the fucking best. I feel like it's so underrated. Like yeah, they did the remastered for I think the Xbox 360 as well, which I eventually played. But they wouldn't want to remaster and it, it was, again. It, it was so good, and I I heard they were making a second one or they were going to, but I don't think it ever actually happened. But Bully was also super underrated. It was yeah, really Bully good. was so underrated. Like it, that, that was that was the game to go to. I played that one with my brother a lot too when I was really too young and shouldn't be. But it, it was also really great, and it had a completely, like, different aspect with GTA when you got to go to the school and, like, do these pranks and, like, get this rep and all this other stuff, and it was really interesting. The only thing I hated was fucking using a bike all the time instead of a car. And, like, you got the moped eventually, but still. still. Yeah, still. <laughs> but all the mini games and stuff they have with the classes and the stupid lawnmower fucking, like, work that you had to do for people was so annoying, but it was... 
it was also pretty fun. I felt like that was a good aspect that they should have, you know, continued with because besides GTA and all the, you know, crazy, like, adult shit you do in GTA and all the murder and stuff, Bully had a whole nother just good part to it because you weren't really murdering people. You are just beating the shit out of them. I think a few people died, but... <laughs> But it wasn't as it wasn't as crazy, and the the story was just really interesting to see it from like a school level, of like doing all this crazy shit, and getting all the chicks, of course. I'm reading the chat, and um, Chris says he wants Manhunt three, bro. I don't think I don't think people are ready for Manhunt. No, 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 no. No. I, I was about to say a controversial thing, but oh, no, 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 no. We are not talking about Manhunt. <laughs> Manhunt was especially Manhunt two that. You want to talk about being traumatized as a kid? I mean, that game. I, I, I watched gameplay on YouTube before it got banned. <laughs> yeah, that that game. That is nightmare fuel. Yeah. I don't think I know about that series. Good. Good. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Good. Like we have to be cultured. I know about. <laughs> like I played Manhunt One. I played Manhunt Two. Like. You, you. They say Mortal Kombat is a violent video game. Like this game was completely, on like. Mortal Kombat here, Manhunt oh. way up here, <laughs> way like, up here. Anything was a weapon if the game is creative enough. Yeah. It was ahead of its time, and I'm glad it stood back there in the Stone Age. Yeah, the like, thousands. if you remember back in the days when um, when Modern Warfare 2 came out and, it was, and, you know, the news media were saying that, you know, people are playing violent video games and whatnot, and they're pointing it to just Call of Duty, and I'm like... Man, y'all completely dodged Manhunt because... They talked about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. And I'm just like, man, y'all completely dodged Manhunt. Like, like it, it, was, it just went whoosh. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it went through. Yeah, literally. It just like... <laughs> like, literally through everybody. We'll, we'll talk about Mortal Kombat. We'll talk about Grand Theft Auto. We'll talk about Call of Duty. But Manhunt? Oh, no. That completely flew right under the radar. That would have actually been effective <laughs> in a news media. Yeah. They really ducked a good opportunity. Yeah. I find it funny that they were focusing on things like Call of Duty and they're like, oh, that's that's so violent, blah, blah, blah. And parents are saying that my dad was the only person that was like, the only game I like playing is Call of Duty because he liked playing war games because that was the only shit he was into. He wasn't good at any other video games, didn't mess with anything else. And my dad is like almost 60 now. He's pretty old. And like he would play Call of Duty and Medal of Honor was also really great. Yeah. A little underrated. Yeah, my grandpa loved that game. Um, and, like, these adults love playing the war games. And, like, the other adults are like, it's violence for the kids. But I feel like more more adults played, like, COD for the story, at least. They, they, they were playing COD. And they were in, super into it. So it worked out for everybody. Now, if you're trying to look up for Manhunt 2, I mean, it's very, very, very scarce to find find one out in the wild or whatnot usually you may be lucky if you go to a con and you find like a vendor that is like selling like a whole bunch of you know old school games or whatnot that could be your best bet but drift stores that could happen december 4th at flynn's because he's doing the trading and barter thing you know somebody might have manhunt what are the odds if you're looking <laughs> go through that i'm gonna say a one and i don't know how many vendors i may check out way back when because i know that they do a lot of um they have a, a bunch of throwback games as well so i may check with them to see maybe if i can get that i'm gonna say a one in 35 street. chance yeah <laughs> a one in 35 chance of manhunt appearing in the wilds of flint's and yeah medal of honor was medal of honor reboot was underrated yeah 
Yeah, I think it was super underrated. I used to play the Medal of Honor games a lot, mainly just because of my dad, because I was never really into first-person shooters as much. But Medal of Honor had a good story, and it was just super fun to play, like, the Medal of Honor games. Like, I was more into them than the, the early COD games. I didn't get into COD until, like, the whole zombie stuff with Black Ops. Like, zombies is what really got me into COD. And I felt like Medal of Honor was, was more fun before that, and now mm-hmm. like, you just don't you don't see Medal of Honor. Yeah, no, you don't. No. But, um, man, we, we completely went off a whole completely. <laughs> yeah. we, were about, we were talking about games. Of, November, game yeah, November. November. Right? It was a Grand Theft Auto. We were talking about Grand Theft Auto. So, you know, to, you know, finish off with that, I am excited for it. I will be getting it. And I'm also looking forward to Battlefield 2042. I'm looking forward to that as well. I have some friends that are going to lock themselves in just to play that, like, right before my birthday. Silverback is one of those people. Yeah, Yeah, literally. I never got into the Battlefield games. I never did either. I I triggers, man, every podcast. Get off my stream. (laughs) I triggers, man, every podcast. Get off my stream and you're fired. (laughs) I am concerned. You are. You always are concerned. <laughs> Never got into Halo either. Everyone's Bruh. Now. <laughs> oh man, I'm looking at games that are coming out. Oh yeah, Halo is coming out. Yeah. Yes. But besides the GTA trilogy, um, I'm really excited for Elden Ring. Um, that's not November, but that's the one I'm most excited about. Just for that, that open world Dark Souls, just to play with four people instead of like just the two. Hopefully we won't get raided like so bad but we probably will and then just having like the horse and making it easier to travel and things like that like it just seems like it's going to be sick i'm really excited for that because i'm looking online right now to see all the games that are coming out in november um does anyone care about the elder scrolls 5 skyrim anniversary edition we fucking called it like almost a year ago we talked about games yeah. that might be remastered, and Skyrim and GTA are always the same, too. Yeah, I was going to mention that when we were talking about GTA, bro. You know what my issue is with the GTA trilogy? They're making the GTA trilogy remake. They're constantly adding things to GTA 5. Where the fuck is GTA 6? We've been on this for like a year now. Where is it, bro? They, could, they have the assets. They literally have so much of GTA 5 they can use to make a whole new game for 6 and do a new story. They could use so much of that to make six and it won't be as hard and it could be sick and honestly i think they should put it in miami because that would be pretty sick but <laughs> but i i still think it'll be like a really sick game and they could go way further with like the things they're doing like they added a casino to gta and they added like all this other crazy shit that they're constantly adding like they added a whole nother separate island for this one heist that you can do you can add that whole separate island with these people and this other storyline, and you can't make a fucking six game and just use the assets from GTA V. Pull a Majora's Mask, bro. Just just do what you did in Ocarina. Just take the assets. They've been making the same game, game for, like, the past eight years. <laughs> yes. Jesus and, Christ. And, like, look how good Majora's Mask ended up being. They used the assets from Ocarina. They changed some things. They added the mask. They used the same exact characters, and yet Majora's Mask is extremely popular and extremely loved. GTA could do the same shit. It's not that hard. Like, just get the six game. We don't want all of these remasters. So I'm looking at games that seem really irrelevant. (laughs) And they're making Cricket 22. (laughs) They're making a Cricket game. (laughs) No. Who the fuck cares besides the British? (laughs) Um, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is coming out on November 19th for the Switch. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is coming on Switch November 11th. 
Did you guys ever play the original Star Wars Battlefronts? I played those with my brother, too. Those were so much fun. When they did the the more recent one online, it was kind of trash. But the original ones were just so much fun being able to go between the different classes. My favorite was like the little like like rolling robots and stuff. Sorry, I don't know Star Wars that well. Um, and like going to the oh, hot planet and actually like like taking down the legs of the fucking big machines on the hot planet. Oh, the ATAT. Like you actually got to do that in the game and it was so much fun and just constantly killing each other and stuff. It was always entertaining. It was always so much fun. The original Battlefronts were great. Oh yeah, Call of Duty Vanguard, November 5th. Yeah, it came out. I don't care for it. Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Code Perry Volume 1. Wow, that's a mouthful. I, I heard there's a new zombies in the Vanguard, which might be interesting, but... Prison Simulator. I feel like there's too many cuts. What? There's a prison simulator. What? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Like, what are you, an inmate, an officer, the cafeteria lady? I don't want to know. <laughs> no comment. Disney Classic Collection. That just sounds like a piece of shit, honestly. You're just playing classic games like Aladdin, Lion King, but just recolored and pixelated. Final it, Fantasy V. It's weak lately. <laughs> There's Final Fantasy fourteen, oh, Endwalker. Oh, that's just another expansion at this point. Yeah. You know, they're also doing a remake for Final Fantasy. I think it's eight or nine, the one with uh, Vivi. Oh. They're, they're doing I a think remake. that's eight. I think that's eight, right? Yeah, I think they're, that's eight. They're doing a remake on that one, too, and I'm really excited for that one because the one with Cloud was one of my favorites as a kid, too, so I was glad to get into that remake, which I still have yet to beat because I was never able to beat it as a kid. And then now they're doing that one, which was like my actual like favorite Final Fantasy, and I'm really excited to see like where they go with that. There's a Nerf game. What? Why Nerf? For nothing. <laughs> Damn it! You, I was about to say that shit. <laughs> I beat him too. I'm proud. Someone actually beat me to something I was about to say. <laughs> Other than that, everything seems pretty generic. Sherlock Holmes Chapter One. Yeah. You know, that Nerf game makes me think about, um, there's this PS1, like, Toy Soldiers game. Yeah. Where they actually had, like, the little toy soldiers, and you could, like, melt them with fire extinguishers and, like, <laughs> fight each other and shit. I forgot what that one was called specifically. I think it was called Toy Soldier. Not sure. But that one was also super fun to play with people. Not a bad choice. But there's also Animal Crossing New Horizons, the update. I mean, if you're into Animal Crossing, power to you. I was never into it. I always found it so boring. And then the one they did on the Switch, it, it looked a little more interesting. It looked like there was a little more to do, but I don't know. I just don't like a game where I owe someone so much money that I have to do a bunch of favors for everybody, and none of the favors are that interesting. It, it's just simulated chores. Yeah. I, I just did it. <laughs> I, I just did it. Simulated chores. You won't clean your room for your mom, but you can go play Animal Crossing. Like. I, I, I just did it to follow the know. trend and see if there's, like, people attracted to it, but I, ne- I still don't understand Animal Crossing. The, the characters are cute and stuff, but the aspect of it is literally just doing a bunch of boring-ass chores, and like, Man, I, I got don't completely see how lost. people find it so fun. Then people simp over some character. It's like, how do you simp over Animal Crossing? Because people are down that bad, that's why. <laughs> we're not going to talk about the Egyptian character. I'm sure we're going to talk about the Egyptian character, Ankh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, what, I, I saw the, the video on YouTube first before I realized what it was. I thought oh, she was just dancing. Then I saw the later video and I was like, oh shit. 
And I was like, why? And then I saw what she actually looks like. And I was like, why? How the fuck do you come to that conclusion? Like, she's just this, like, cute little cat girl. She's not even, like, super cute looking or anything like that. It's just a fucking little Should, little should we explain girl. the rule of the internet? I know, rule 34, but, like, <laughs> come on. I know. As I said, people are down that bad. Astronomically. <laughs> Then Just Dance 2022. <laughs> I don't understand why Just Dance releases their games in the wrong years. They're like, oh, yeah, Just Dance 2022, best songs of 2022. We're not even in 2022. And they're like a year ahead on all of their games. And I just, I don't know why they decide to brand like that. Marketing purposes. But the one thing I'm still surprised is it's showing games for Stadia. The Google Stadia. <laughs> Who here got a Google Stadia? Like, No, I only know one person. And they never played it after that. They're on PC. I don't blame them. Like, PC, PS5, <laughs> Switch. I mean, honestly, that is, like, the way to go for gaming. Honestly. I just say Xbox just because of the uh, Game Pass, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, the Game Passes are always super cheap. They always have some weird deal going on. Amen to that. Yeah. All right. Our next topic, you had to be there moment in gaming, so... We'll let you take the floor on that I one. I have some great Dark Souls moments. All right. So honestly, when we play Dark Souls, I don't know how, but I've managed to break the game more than anyone else. I have how? several clips I've saved of me getting all the glitches that, like I said, my boyfriend's a veteran, never seen before. I've done some crazy shit. And one that I particularly love is we were playing the, the DLC part where you have to fight the Abyss Watcher like King or whatever. I think his name is Manus. Um, and as we're like going into the fog with him and his, and his sister, I found a way to jump and get on top of them, like before we go into the fog. And I was just like <laughs> on top of them messing around. And then at one point I just glitched through them and I go like through the bottom of the floor somehow and then I just die. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like I was just on top of them. So then we had to go through it again. And then when we actually go inside to fight him, um, I see him, but I'm not physically there. So I'm just watching them fight him. And my my character, no, 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 I'm sorry, I got it wrong. My character's there, I don't see him at all. I just see them fighting nothing. They're just fighting nothingness on my screen. And Why? I was like telling him, I was like, yo, look behind you, because we had our TVs like this, like two separate ways where I was facing this way, he was facing oh, this way. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yo, look at this shit, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I don't see him or anything, and I'm trying to attack, and it's doing like nothing, and I'm just watching them get wrecked, and I was just stuck there until like the one that was hosting it died, and then I got kicked. But like, I was just stuck <laughs> there, and I couldn't do shit. And it was like the craziest shit, and I'm constantly breaking like all the Dark Souls games. And then there was one other time, it was the catacombs for Dark Souls, that I had, I mentioned it to Senpai recently because he had a, a post about Dark Souls that made me remember. The fucking catacombs in the original Dark Souls drove I'm me still stuck crazy. I am still stuck there. So we went through all this struggle in the catacombs. It was so hard. It felt like, it felt like we weren't the right level or something because we were getting like annihilated. And I especially hate the cartwheel ones that like have the wheel and like spin and get on you. Like we couldn't get past that part for so long and I was getting like the most gamer rage I've ever gotten for any fucking game and I get pissed with like fighting games and other games because I get super competitive but this was like a whole nother level of rage like I was losing my actual fucking mind I was like screaming and we were stuck there for so long and they were losing it too because we were just stuck there for so long and he's beaten it before and he didn't remember it being that hard and as we continued we eventually got to where 
Um, the fucking slight spoiler, like the guy tries to push you down and all that other bullshit. Fuck that guy, by the way. Um, and then you patches. Yeah, patches. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, and then as you continue, um, there's like these little skeleton dogs and shit that are like really big, do a lot of damage. We were also struggling through that, and it took us forever to get through it. Oh God! And after several, I'm still stuck there, so I like, know what I, I know what you're talking about. And like dead ass crying rage, we finally get to like the door we need to go to, so that we can continue and get to the boss. And it's closed, and we couldn't find a way to open it. And we're like, why the fuck is it closed? And we, after doing a bunch of research, we found out we weren't supposed to be there yet. We were supposed to be somewhere else to open something that would open that door later. So the reason it was all so hard like that was because we were way too low of a level to even be in that area. So we did all of that work and finally pushed through after all this rage and bullshit just for us to be like, nah, fuck you. And we couldn't continue. We had to leave. Holy shit. On top of that, all we had was the stone that would like send you back to your last bonfire. And that was like where Patches was basically. So we still had to walk all the way back just to get the fuck out to go to the next area. It was... It was insane because you couldn't teleport yet. And it was ridiculous. And that's why Dark Souls 1 is such a pain in the ass. It is. It, 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 it really is. Y'all giving me fear. <laughs> Honestly, like, you have to play the first one. He was saying, like, you know, do, do the third one and everything to get the, the feel for it if you want to get into Elden Ring and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. if you really want to know what it's like to rage and, and be involved in Dark Souls, you have to play the first one. The yeah. mechanics were different. You couldn't teleport till super late in the game. Yep. Like, you had to go back and forth yourself and constantly die and try to get there and lose your souls and all this other shit. Like, it was such a pain in the ass. But it's so fun when you actually get past it. The only thing is the boss at the very end of the game, like the king, is just super underwhelming. Like, we beat him, like, first try. He wasn't oh. he wasn't that hard at all compared to all the other people. I highly think Miyazaki was, like, giving us a bone at the end of the game. But I feel like he could have been harder. But besides that, you know, Dark Souls 2 and 3, the mechanics start to change. I honestly like the mechanics of Dark Souls 1 more. And Dark Souls 2, everyone says is terrible because the mechanics and stuff are that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been going through it, and I'm like, ugh. But, I mean, the story and stuff is great, and it's still fun. Absolutely. But yeah, that's my, you, you had to be there for that shit <laughs> moment. I get those glitches all the time, bro. Blight Town. Blight Town. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so unseasoned, that it's throwing me off. <laughs> she, she know what it is. <laughs> I think I, I think I know where he's talking about that. <laughs> yeah, that place is a bitch. Yeah, it, it really is. Like, you want to talk about pain and suffering? Like, <laughs> Blight Town is pain and suffering all together. And then, of course, the glitches that. Oh my god! Like, it's like once you're done with that place, you're just like, I never want to come back to this place ever again. Mm -hmm. Like, no. That's how I felt about the catacombs. I I refuse to look at it most of the time. There was like a like a kind of catacombs ish thing in like Dark Souls Three. And I was like, oh, my God, am I going to go through another fucking catacombs? I'm going to kill myself. I'd rather go through the double catacombs in Dark Souls 3 than the one that I'm st currently stuck in in Dark yeah, Souls luckily, 1. Luckily, it hasn't been as bad. Yeah. But holy shit, the first one. Good luck if you get to the catacombs. Yeah, good luck. You, you, you're going to need it. You're going to make like, wish good luck to get the game. Like if, oh, damn it. Listen, if, if, if it's your first playthrough and you're doing a blind playthrough, I will not get mad at you. I will not... Um, <laughs> belittle you if you use a guide a youtube video to try to get through that place i don't I'm, i don't blame you Yo, i don't honestly, blame you because that shit will get you completely frustrated 
And you just be like, yo, fuck this. Because that's what I did. Like, I, I always go, like, every Dark Souls playthrough I go through, I do a blind playthrough so that way I can figure it out. I'm at the point where I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm doing a blind playthrough. I don't care. I just want to get through this part. This shit is annoying. I had two people helping me, and one was a veteran. And we were stuck in the catacombs for so long, and it was still the highest level of rage that any of us have had in a fucking while. Even with two people. You do that shit by yourself, I commend you, bro. Like, it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. While Luigi's looking at us like, I don't want to experience this pain that y'all went yeah, through. Yeah, through it. So, as a fellow member of being the unseasoned person in Dark Souls, how deep is the lore? So, the lore took me a while to figure out. My boyfriend kept telling me you basically have to read all the items you get to actually understand uh, the lore. And I never really fully read all of them. But he, he told me most of the lore, and we looked at some videos. We're still going to look at videos explaining the whole thing. Couple uh, goals. The only thing I really understood about the lore was the whole thing with the, the princess, which we we all love for very obvious reasons. Uh, um, <laughs> don't make me look this up right now. I am looking this up right now. <laughs> Chest ahead. Um. <laughs> so, okay. So the, the princess, the whole thing with her brother, I killed that fucker. Fuck that guy, honestly. <laughs> um, I decided to go the bad route because I'm normally a good person in the in the games. You can choose to go the good route or the bad route. I don't want the straight bad route. Honestly. Is it Guanerve? Yeah, it's Guanerve. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bet that has a lot of rule 34. Yeah. Rule 34, too. <laughs> so I understood, like, what was going on with her, and I guess she, like, fucked a dragon or some shit <laughs> i don't know some something happened with that and um and and i i understood a good amount of that i still need to look at the rest of the story but yeah you really have to read the the items to fully get the idea of the story the only stories i was really interested in was solar because i fucking love solar and the onion knight because i i love the onion knight too they're sorry i was distracted the princess what <laughs> they're probably <laughs> my favorite <story. laughs> You know I never lie in a podcast. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, Solaire's story, really fucking sad. Like, he was just trying to get his son for the most of the time. He went all the way to, to hell, basically, to try and get his son. Was he like a Doom guy? No, he was the guy that I cosplayed. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no, I'm like, his like story, like, would he just fight the demons until he gets to what he wants? Okay. But as far as I know, he, he never gets his son, and I think he does. That's so sad don't fully remember but i know he never gets his son for sure oh man that onion son. knight is dripping and i love onion knight bro hmm. i love getting his, his outfit and hmm. everything i actually made what, a dark what, what you think cake. about silverback no no that's 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 his um that's his that's his little catchphrase yeah says, mm. hmm. oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm so <laughs> um I actually made a Dark Souls cake for my boyfriend's birthday last year, and it was um, it was like a whole ashy-looking cake with a bonfire, and I did a fondant um, onion night. It's actually on the Instagram. That was my first time working with fondant, so it's not, you know, like, perfect, but he was there with, like, a little chest and, like, a little glass bonfire, and I, I thought it was pretty sick, and he loved it because the onion night's light, just so memeable, just such a lovable guy. I have a lot to catch up on. Do you have a... Uh, you got to be there moment in gaming while we do or no? Yes, I do. Dead by Daylight. Uh, Dead Speak by Daylight. Speak on it. Such a fun game. So I am a menace in Dead by Daylight. 
to a point to where I played Michael Myers. I don't know if you know much about the game or the. I, I I, I've played the game several times. I don't know what characters are specifically like toxic or anything like that. Oh, but I've, everyone's I've toxic. <laughs> I've definitely played the game a bunch. Survivors and killers are toxic, but I've only been a killer like a few times, and I, I don't even remember who I played as honestly. <laughs> so I screen recorded this moment out of sheer boredom, but. So Michael Myers has an add-on where you can kill survivors when they're healthy or they're dying. If you've seen the Halloween movies, he just stabs everybody. Mm-hmm. So I had this add-on called Judith's Tombstone, which is basically allowing me to kill people. So I hook somebody, which is like their way of like, you can only hook someone three times just to kill them, or having that tombstone kill them once. So I hook somebody, and then I found somebody behind me without even noticing, stab somebody, Go to another person, stab somebody, then I let then the, uh, the third person I killed let the other one go. I felt so bad <laughs> that I let this person live, and I'm just like moving my uh, controller up and down, up and down to allowing them to let them live. Then <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing to somebody that was uh, playing as Leon Kennedy. Yeah, because they have the Resident Evil expansion. Yeah, I see. I seen some like clips and some photos of it on Twitter. Also, for those who played Dead by Daylight, November 17th is the day that the license for Stranger Things expires, so you won't be able to buy Steve Harrington, Nancy Wheeler, and the uh, Demi Gorgon. Ooh. Oh, we love the Demi Gorgon. We meme about him all the time because when you when you have the opening scream and you play as the Demi Gorgon, he has this little face that like does this little like yes. <laughs> he does this little yes. thing. So we added like that Jeff sound Kiss. effect. So like we were lo- we made a video like where he's there, and my boyfriend was like, "Oh, you know what's the best thing about this character?" And I was like, "What?" And he just goes. And just like does a little sound effect for his little mouth because it just looks so funny and we meme on him all the time. He actually oh looks gosh. cute if you ask me. He doesn't really look what? that scary. I don't know. He has this weird cuteness to him. I mean, I'm very, like I'm very uncultured in Stranger Things. That's like one of the series I need Same to watch. Same I, I haven't seen it either, honestly. Halloween, I got to Halloween because least. I want to learn about Michael Myers. Yeah. It's complicated as fuck. I think I did play Michael Myers, actually. Now that I think about it, that was the guy I was playing as. Dear Lord, I got to get you into it. If I have the time for it. Or the mentality. (laughs) 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 But overall, don't have many, but I think I remember one time I was playing against a Demi-Gorgon, and I almost made him rage, rage quick, because he just stood there, and I just let him beat me. And I love my catchphrase for Dead by Daylight. When I'm dodging somebody from attacking me, I just say, call the NBA because I'm (laughs) balling. Because I'm just like juking a poor, <laughs> a poor oh player. Oh my god! No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a you've got to be there moment. All right, mine's is gonna be a real throwback one. This is, this has to be one of the early, early days of the FGC, or I would say the infancy stages of the FGC before the FGC became a thing, before the internet became a thing. And on my Twitter, I posted on, um, I reposted. Um, retweeted and quote tweeted um, that um, it was the anniversary of Mortal Kombat uh, 3 Ultimate and I put on my Twitter that I used to get into a lot of fist fights with that game because of one the way how I played and two the amount of shit talking that I would do in that game like I, I would get into like serious serious fist fights with people and whatnot. oh my god yeah, cause man, was that game? It was it was fu- it was like a new 
like a new breath of fresh air for Mortal Kombat. Now you, there's more characters. The game is a, a little bit more faster pace. And, you know, like, man, when I say people, I, I got some people mad. People got me mad to the point where we're throwing hands. Like, it, it, was, it was like that. Like, you want to talk about how savage the FGC was, the infancy stages before the internet be even, even came a thing where you had to be, you, you had to humble yourself if you was going to talk shit to anybody because you never know if that person will just, you know, stop mid-set or after the set and just knock you the hell out. Like, I've gotten, <laughs> like, I've gotten punched in the face a couple of times. I've slapped <laughs> some people a couple of times and whatnot. Like, that game caused violence for, you know, certain people and whatnot, especially growing up. And... You know, good thing now, fast forward now, you know, we're, we're not doing that. We're not, you know, tolerating that or whatnot. Damn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, I kind of want to say the voice. Round one, fight. <laughs> you think you can beat me, bro? But you can't beat me IRL. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> knock him the fuck out. Then he can't play the tournament. You win. Yeah, like, man, like, the early days, it was, it was rough. Like, playing, like. Playing fighters with people, especially like when you're close to them, whether you're on the arcade cabinet or you're playing either the Super Nintendo or the um, Sega Genesis, it, it was rough. It was savage back then. Like, and you know, it, like it, 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 it's it, it's a humbling experience. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a humbling experience. Do I tolerate that behavior now? Now that I'm older, no, I don't tolerate that. But back then, like, if you're gonna talk shit, just understand that that person may get up and just knock you the hell out or just slap the hell out of you. Whether you're talking shit or you're just playing very, very cheesy or they just hate the way that you play. Like, I, I made some people quit, rage quit. Like, to the point where they would get up, throw their controller down, look at you, and then they would just attack you and whatnot. Like, it, it'd be like that. Like, there was a thing, because um I had Cyber Smoke. Like, he was my main, and of course, oh, I was wow. still a Scorpion main. So, you know, you have, um if you played any of the older Mortal Kombat, especially three, with Liu Kang, you can, you know, spam fireballs from, you know, from a distance. And then, of course, the flying kick. And if you hold um high kick for five seconds and you let it go, you'll do the bicycle kick or whatnot. I had Cyber Smoke. I just kept teleporting on people. I would go <laughs> invisible, run up on them, grab them, and you'll just see their bodies just getting thrown down from left and right, left and right, until it was, like, game, like, I hate that shit. <laughs> Bro, I made people hate me in that game. Remember Jackie Briggs with full auto? That was painful. <sighs> I mean, I had Ermac, so I didn't have to worry about that. It, it was, was, was Devora. <laughs> like, if, 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 if you're playing against someone that's a zoner, just get someone that teleports. Easy. Oh, Easy. I just used Devora with her uh, poison variation because I will chip damage. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate back in the days, man, you just you had to be there because boy, some good times, some good times. It really builds character. That's all I, can, I gotta say. It really builds some character God. and just it humbles you. So for those that are younger, good thing y'all don't have to experience that. That's all I can say because now we have the internet. You can play online against people, whatnot. Good thing you had to experience that. Even though it it should humble the fuck out of a lot of people that definitely need it in the FGC community currently now, but 
till they find your IP address and still fuck you up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. So, I mean, that's that's my moment in um gaming. Like, you had to be there. You had to be. I, I find it funny that you said you don't you don't tolerate that now because I can imagine something like that happening at at Flynn's if someone like just punched somebody at a rage for a game. I oh no, we would have looking, to ban them. I can see you looking at them and just reminiscing, being like, ah. My youth. And then kicked out. Ah, the good old days. Oh, yeah. Well, another thing about uh, Mortal Kombat is, you know how confusing it was as, like, like a little kid in arcades with Killer Instinct? Yeah, that like, was that was thought, my go-to I game as well. I thought Killer Instinct I never was it. Mortal Kombat. I thought they were the same thing because they were, like, so similar. Yeah. But... Honestly, Killer Instinct was fucking sick. Like, yeah, it was. Like, that's some really cool shit, and the it's also underrated. So cool. Like, I feel like they should have more Killer Instinct as well, but they just stopped it because I guess it was a little too similar to Mortal Kombat. But... I think it was, um, I think it had to do with, um, like, licensing issues, licensing and, of course, develop, you know, developers and whatnot, because, um, Killer Instinct is from Rare, and Rare was, at the time, with Nintendo, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, Nintendo wouldn't have that shit. Yeah, nah, nah. Until um, I think um, Microsoft ended up buying Rare, and then they brought back Killer Instinct for you know, the Xbox One generation, and it was all right. It was just like I it think was, that wasn't much to talk about. Was that? It wasn't really much to talk about. Yeah, it wasn't much to talk about because there were other games that just kind of like overshadowed it. But mm -hmm. one of the main aspects that Killer Instinct had back in the day that other games like Mortal Kombat started to take advantage of was the combo breaker. Like the combo breaker came from Killer Instinct. And Mortal Kombat Com added that. Breaker. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Ultra yeah, that combo. Shit was, that shit was sick. I, I I feel like it's so underrated. And I ended up knowing people in high school who like had the emulator for it because they would play it because it, it was such a good game. Honestly. Yeah. It was fucking great. Like Killer Instinct 1 for the Super Nintendo and Killer Instinct Gold for the N64. That was peak the N64. Killer Instinct. Yeah, yeah, peak. That's when it was at its highest, and then with the you know new reboot, it was just like, nah, I think that fire's gone. Like, it had like if it's like if Killer Instinct still continue with like with the GameCube, with the Wii, then the Wii U and whatnot. Like if Nintendo carried it, then it would have been a force to be reckoned with within the you know fighting game community. But it wasn't, so that that was an you know opportunity missed. And it sucks because kill, I grew up on Killer Instinct, and I would love to see the game, you know, flourish like it, like it did back in the early days. But man, after all those years that it didn't, you know, people missed out on it and whatnot. It just it was just gone. And I feel the same way with another game. I don't know if you remember this game, um, Bloody Roar. Oh yes. Baby. Like I would love for that game to come back, but I'm afraid. If they take it to another route, completely different and trying to pretty much like there's the originality of like the original formula of Bloody Roar from all of its previous games. And then if you try to bring it back, you're going to try to at least mimic it to what's currently out there now. And that's something that I'm afraid of that'll happen. Like I would love for it to come back, but I'm afraid of they may not stick to the formula that made it so made it so popular as it was back in the day. Oh, the furries will get on that deep. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not wrong. You're, you're not but, wrong, no. But it was weird with uh, when it came to Killer Instinct's guest, because they had like General Ram from Gears of War. Yep. Then they had the Battletoads. Mm -hmm. Battletoads. The fuck do you get the Battletoads? Oh, my God. <laughs> Battletoads was 
so much fun. And it was, I always confused it for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. The 4chan post is incredibly funny, where every GameStop was called to ask if they had a copy of Battletoads. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? No, I did not. Battletoads was just funny as fuck, and it was, like, so much fun to play. I yeah. just remember it being. I think that was so the ongoing fun. prank call for GameStop employees. As they asked, they had a copy of Battletoads, and then they made a whole meme out of it, saying it was going to come out on Wii. Oh my god! <laughs> and it never did. Oh man. I, I wish Nintendo wasn't as like restricted when it comes to more violent games. They always yeah. had to be like super family friendly. But if they yeah. had taken Killer Instinct, it would have been like a whole different thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, it's not like that's why you have E for Everybody games and T for T and M for Mature, which I feel like you don't. No one pays attention to anymore. Like, that was a big thing when we were younger. Yeah. Nowadays, they're like, oh, you want this game? All right, cool. Yeah, literally. But, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Nintendo could have had a darker side and, like, you know, did some fucked up shit. Like, like on the side, do some Killer Instinct shit, do some, like, heavier shit and have that as, like, you know, their M for Mature games and stuff. And mm-hmm. now, like, everything they have is kid-friendly, so what's the point of having M for Mature games, you know? Yeah. yeah. The closest thing Nintendo has is probably games that's already been released out in council, like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. The, the closest by things well. they, ha- they have besides that is stuff like, like, Hoonie Pop. Like, they're fine with being, like, super sexual oh, <laughs> and yeah. having stuff like that. But they're, like, Killer Instinct? Nah, too, nah. Much, too much blood. But we can have full-ass titties for you guys. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nintendo, <laughs> get your shit together, bro. Get your priorities straight. Priorities straight. You already have hentai and other stuff going on, like... But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Thank God it's not Nekopara. Uber cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> In case he ever watches this. We could have this. a few violent video games, bro. <laughs> but titties. <laughs> All right. Um, our next topic is um, games you've played in 2021. I'll start off with, uh, of course, I play Apex Legends like a madman. Um, Scarlet Nexus, currently playing through Tales of Arise, and then it's going to be... Battlefield 2042, when that drops. And of course, Melty Blood Type Lumina, I've been playing that a little bit. And of course, Guilt Gear Strive. Like, fighters, I've been playing less of when I should be playing more of them. But, you know, life. Now I'm on that JRPG wave. Like, <laughs> finished Scarlet Nexus. Now JRPGs I'm current. I know, I know. They're I know. great. And now I'm on um, Tales of Arise. I think I'm somewhat halfway through, so I just have to finish that and then, you know, get ready for Battlefield, then Elden Ring. You guys ever get into the Tales of series, like Tales of Abyss, Tales of Symphonia? No, no this, like Tales of Arise is my first. Yeah, they're fucking amazing. I, I grew up with Tales of the Abyss on PS2 and Tales of Symphonia on the GameCube. They have amazing storylines, and, like, it had a good Final Fantasy-ish feel to it because you had, like, the four characters, and they would go and they would fight the monsters as you, like, go through the areas and stuff. And their storylines were just really great, and they had these really unique, like, really, like, pleasing to look at characters and, like, like cute girls and stuff like that, too. And then they had, like... They have that they in Tales cooking. of Rise. There's had, two like, of them. Cooking aspects, too. I think it was in Tales of the Abyss where you got to, like, play these little cooking minigames and make all these recipes and stuff. As you continue fighting like a bunch of shit and like having all these like like magical powers on like specific characters and stuff and then having like an amazing storyline. I was really into the Tales of series. I haven't played any past those two, but I was really big on those. Those were really great. I mean, after playing Tales of Arise, uh, even up until my um, my halfway point, it's like, man, I should have got into this series a long time ago. Yeah, man. It looks like, good. Tales of yeah. the Abyss and Tales of Symphonia are old as shit. Yeah. 
but they were some of the best. Oh, yeah. Waluigi? So I made a small list, but I played like an indie game called Carry On. I've done Dead by Daylight, Mortal Kombat 11, Guilty Gear, Apex. But I like how our, our routes are different. Like you go for JRPG shooters. I go all over the place. I got yeah. bored to a point to where I played Tetris Evolved. Oh, no. I was playing competitive <laughs> Tetris for like a month straight. I could never. When, when that new Tetris came out on like the Switch, everyone was going crazy for it. And I was like, it's, it's oh, fucking, Tetris it's 99. Fucking, it's fucking Tetris. Like, it, I, I just couldn't. I wasn't as hype about it. Yeah, I only played one game and against 100 people. I think I was like number 24 or something. Do you have life? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I play Dead by Daylight. What do you think? <laughs> Damn, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think I'm going to try out Ghost of Tsushima probably after CEO. I heard that one's really great. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima's fire. Because I had a director's cut and I still haven't touched it yet. <laughs> I know. You have a director's cut and you haven't? <laughs> nope. It's still wrapped. Oh, my God, bro. Get on that. Yeah, you better get on that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. Gaming pet peeves. So I, I hate everybody. <laughs> we'll start with you. <laughs> Wait, I haven't said the games I was playing in 2021 yet. Oh, you haven't? Oh, okay. No, no, no. Uh, so for me, as I was saying, Dark Souls was one I was getting into between 2020 and 2021. So all, all, all of the Dark Souls series. Um, so I was late on that. Another one that I'm late on that's completely opposite spectrum is Ace Attorney. Um, oh, my God. I got the Ace Attorney trilogy. Never played it as a kid. My brother never had the games. Never got into them. It wasn't until I saw, like, Game Grumps play them on YouTube that I was like, oh, my God, I would love this game because I'm super into mystery shit and, like, detective shit. And, like, I thought it would be great. And I've heard about it. I just didn't know fully what it was about. I thought it was just court stuff. So I was like, oh, whatever, boring. No, it turns out to be super fun. I bought the trilogy on the PS4. I already beat the first game and the second one. I'm on the third one right now, and I'm starting I'm starting the third one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm playing that right now, and it's been going really great. I really love that series so far, and it's been super fun. Besides that, started playing Overcooked with the fam. Never oh played God. Overcooked either. Oh, no. <laughs> but super funny yelling at each other because... I take it so seriously when I play. I'm like, yo, we need someone on the we need someone on the soup right now. I passed you the tomatoes like five minutes ago. I need you to get on the fucking soup. We have an order, bro, and we need to get this three stars. That's like everyone <laughs> chef Ramsey. Yeah, like we played we we played with like some other friends more recently and they were just continuously joking. One of our friends kept leaving and he was just like, I'm on my five, bro. I'm on my break, bro. <laughs> and he just kept like walking away. The hyper realism, Jesus. It was funny as fuck, and I kept yelling at him. I was like, get on the fucking tomato. And like I was just taking it serious as fuck, and they were fucking around with it, and I was just, I was just too fucking into it. <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of that. The only other things I've been playing on the side is a lot of Warzone with our friends. Oh gosh. I feel like Warzone's actually pretty fun, but it's so hard. Wait, you asked me this, but do you have a life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uno reverse card. <laughs> you got me. Oh, there you go. My audio died. Um, so yeah, so a lot of lot of Warzone stuff like that. Playing stuff online with the boys. Um, damn, I can't really think. I haven't been playing that that many games lately. I've been focusing on like the cafe and a bunch of other shit, or we've just been watching like binging Ink Master, which is a great fucking show actually. And then that's mainly the stuff I've been doing for 2021. <laughs> All right. All right, now we can get into our next topic, which is gaming pet peeves. 
me first. All right. So one of my pet peeves specifically is, like I said, I'm a very competitive fighting game player, especially when I play Smash and stuff like that, because Smash is the only fighting game I would say I'm actually, like, good at. Like, I actually learned how to play my characters pretty well. Um, I'm a young Link main. And I've gotten to a point where, like, I got good against playing against a good amount of my friends until they spent their whole lives on it and got really good. But I don't have a Switch, so I haven't been able to play, like, the newer Smashes and get into it in, like, a long time. Like, the most I used to play Smash was when I was in fucking middle school. And we had Smash on the Wii U. Mm. And we mm. were all playing that. And, like, my ex at the time was, like, obsessed with it with our group of friends. And, like, we played it all the time. That was the only time I got to practice. Since then... I have not been able to practice and get good. I'm just as good as I was then, which is pretty good, but, you know, not good enough. So if I had stuff to practice, I'd be better. But when I play fighting games, I get very aggressive with my controllers. I get fucking, like, super into that shit. And my friends always shit on me and, like, won't let me use their controllers because they think I'm going to break them. I have never broken a controller in my life. (laughs) And it's so annoying because they're like, so oh, you're too aggressive blah, blah, blah. you're gonna break the controller i've never broken a fucking controller bro and i don't know how people can play like a fighting game and just be like this like s- calm as fuck like my boyfriend does that too he's just Me calm too. as fuck just <laughs> pressing like a button and they're doing like a thousand combos barely moving i'm like what the fuck like how do you do that shit like i have to be like fully into it i don't understand how some people can do it and then they always get on me about it as if I'm going to break it, it. It, it. It's called Ultra Instinct. That's that's what it is. <laughs> I just can't, bro. I have to be like... Oh, I wish you had a sound. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be super into it. And everyone thinks I'm going to break their shit. I've never broken a controller like that. Never will. Like, they always end up being fine. I don't know why people get like that. And one other that I have... It's just everyone shitting on every single Battle Royale that exists just because of Fortnite. Like, first of all, when Fortnite came out, it was a good game. I was super into it up until season three. I thought it was really great, actually, and it was, it was pretty fun. And I thought it was unique in, in the aspect of having building as well. So it was, like, interesting to try to survive like that. Then it got, you know, cringy <laughs> because of the community and everything. But that doesn't mean that every Battle Royale is shit. Like you were saying, Apex is pretty good. And Warzone is pretty good, too. Everyone shits on it. Like, it's it's terrible. Oh, it's just another Battle Royale. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's... It's still pretty fun. It's not that different from normal COD as it is, except instead of, like, having team battles or, like, just shooting and killing each other constantly, you get one chance, which is more realistic. And and you have to, like, actually try to be the best. And I feel like it's it's still fun, and it's, like, not that great. And then other new games come out, and they have, like, a battle royale, and everyone's, like, trash. Like, immediately. <laughs> like, you haven't even tried the fucking game. You don't oh, even yeah. know if it's going to be good. You can't just shit on it because it's a Battle Royale again. It could have different aspects to it. There's so many different things in these Battle Royale games that make it, like, unique in its own. And it doesn't necessarily mean a trash. Like, you might have fun with it. Like, you should at least try it. Yeah, it's like Spellbreak. Yeah, I heard that one's really good, too. I downloaded it to play it with a friend and never played it with them. But plan to try I, it eventually. I won my first two games and then I left. <laughs> then you're like, that's it. I'm done. Yes. It'd be like that. That's all I need. It, it was the same with me when I played um, Battlefield Five uh, Firestorm when they had their Battle Royale. Three games, I was like, I don't want to play this shit no more. Tried Hyperscape. Fuck that. Oh, no. my God. I did the first season. I. Oh, my God. There was also, it, um, what was that other one? It was all right, but. Um, PUBG. No, not PUBG. It was another one. Um, PUBG was the OG, but it was always no, trash it was because the maps would never load. And the mechanics was just, eh. 
It was, it was whatever. Oh my god, I, I know. I liked it more than Fortnite at some point, just because, like, you didn't have to worry about the building. It was like more having the armor up. and everything. But yeah, I'm looking it up. The glitchiness okay, of PUBG and like the yeah, maps not loading made it so bad. I'm like, what? Why don't you fix that shit? It was still a beta for a while, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. And another thing with Fortnite is that's not the real game. Have you ever played the actual Fortnite game? No, I bought I the actual game. I played it. You're it's a completely different game. Yeah, let me let me indulge you real quick. You were the first person to actually save us. I played the actual Fortnite game. We decided to buy it because we, we wanted to try it out. And this was during like season two, season three time. And the actual Fortnite game, you're fighting zombies. And the building aspect makes sense because kind of like black ops you're trying to build and cover yourself from the zombies and destroy all these hordes of zombies so that's why they have the building and that makes so much more sense and then you you kill all of them and you fight all of them or whatever it's honestly super fucking boring so i see why they went with the battle royale and just okay now that. i found it i found but it i found it h1z1 battle royale oh yeah that one i heard of that one i heard about that it was it was all right when i played it it was okay and fun and then i just like completely dropped it because um i think that's when Call of Duty Black Ops 4 had their battle royale, oh, and I got hooked on was that. Was it Blackout? Yeah, Blackout, yeah. Uh, and then after that one kind of just... And then... Right. Sounds right. And then when I was playing that, that's when Apex came out and never went back. <laughs> yeah, Apex is really good. I've only played it a few times, but I actually like it a lot more um, compared to some of the other ones. I just don't have anyone to play it with. But... um. But yeah, the actual Fortnite game itself is really boring, so I see why they went with the Battle Royale, especially since they're making shitload of money on it. But I don't know why they continue to say that it's not the full game because the full game is the other aspect. I think they should just completely ditch the other aspect and just make this the full game. Yeah. Honestly, but I guess that, that's why it's free. Bullshit. So I guess that's why it's good to have it for free. But, yeah, the actual game is not worth it. Don't ever buy it. It's really fucking boring. The only thing that was good about it at the time is if you played the original and you played it for long enough, they would give you, like, actual, like, coin rewards that was actual money you could use to buy skins in the Battle Royale. So my ex at the time would do that for me, like, all the time because I just couldn't deal with how fucking boring it was. And he would do it for me so that I would have enough to buy, like, the fucking, the teddy bear skin with, like, the heart and everything, the Valentine's Day one. Um, and we did stuff like that, but bro, it's so bad. <laughs> the original <laughs> game is just so bad. It's just not good, bro. Well, Luigi, your pet peeve. You know, I'm going to piggyback on this one, but, um, I hate how video games are becoming movies. Like yeah. gaming should just stick to games. Like Fortnite is now ma- becoming a movie soon. What the fuck? <laughs> you didn't hear about this? No, no idea. Wait, let me double check the news, make sure I'm, I'm right before I'm on my bullshit like usual. <laughs> Bro, on top of that, you know the Fortnite concerts? Yes. I don't... I don't understand. I don't understand that. Like, why? I also heard that Massive Roblox had a concert cringe. with someone recently. Again, why? I mean, I understand that, like, during COVID, a lot of these, like, concert people haven't been able to make money, so they're trying to do whatever they can, but... What the fuck? I know. I haven't been to one, but I, I honestly wonder what that's like. Like, they have to set it where they can't kill each other so that the guy can perform and they can't get on stage. They have to block that whole area, and that's a, a good amount of coding they have to do on their own to fix that. Mm-hmm. And then just have the characters surrounding, and and can you talk to the other characters? Because normally you can't unless you're in chat, so it's just kind of you watching this one guy that's there. I don't know. Yeah. It's, no, it's just kind of no, weird. No, 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 no. 
Just at that point, just just come to Apex. That's all. That's all you can do. Just come. Why to Apex. are you making like a live just look at a video movie. of the guy that you want to see in a concert? Look yeah. at their stuff. Look at their actual live concerts, and then go play Apex. Yeah. Yeah. You found it yet, Waluigi? Or yeah, it's actually like it's an ongoing rumor that it's actually going to become either a live action or an animated movie. Why? Why? And what would they even go on? And it, I guess. I don't, I don't even know. Like, what would you even have a story on that about? Can, Unless you go the original storyline, but the original storyline, no one cares I, I, about I and is not good, like I said. So you can't use that. Like and then if you use the other part, it's just weird. Games that are becoming movies or live action series that can become a terrible turnout. Yo, and bots. Yes. The bots in Fortnite, like, that's another pet peeve. Like, when I played seasons two, two like, one, two, all the way to three, um, there was no bots or anything like that. It was just actual people. Now there's, I tried playing Fortnite more recently. There's a whole underground area you can go to where it's literally CPUs and you know it's CPUs and you could get killed by a CPU and like that's it for your match. And then you have to wait forever to load into another match. That's stupid as fuck. If you're going to do a battle royale, don't let the CPUs end up being the thing that, that kills you. Like there shouldn't be CPUs. It should just be the actual people. Yeah. I don't know. They've added too much random shit to Fortnite that just kills the whole game. Like adding the CPUs, making the maps too big and too crazy. It was better when it was simpler and it was these specific houses and stuff and you had to like find each other and actually kill each other. Now there's like so many random items you could use to just fuck up everybody and it's just, it's kind of stupid now. Oh, Vendor is also discussing films, live action. Fortnite movie will reportedly feature two sex scenes. <laughs> Like what? what? Yeah, this is an actual like article. I know Fortnite gets very sexual with some of their characters because they got that ass, but like they're really gonna do that shit. <laughs> but it could be a fake like Twitter or something. That's gotta be fake. There's no yeah, way. Because like original no. Fortnite is supposed to be like family friendly, and a lot of you know cringy kids are the ones in. CPT thirteen might be a more shit. understandable, but <laughs> oh my god. They can have like an off-screen like two characters get into a bed. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just flip and lay down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a comment on fr in the chat from Storm Rogue on YouTube. Bungie is coming out with a Destiny movie, and yes. Ubisoft is coming out with a Division movie. That okay, I can agree with those. Those two, two are respectable choices. Yes, I agree with those two. But the question is like Destiny One lore, Destiny Two, or. Or maybe, or maybe just overall, like you could fit a really good story into a, a Destiny movie and then like make a make it a trilogy. So, I right. had um, some friends try to get me into Destiny Online, and I just thought it was so boring. The Couldn't get into it, and they were obsessed deep. with it. I never saw the lore or anything. We just played like online together, but Same by itself, it, it. it was just so boring for me. I just couldn't. And like they were obsessed with it. They got like super high rank, like. Some like highest in the fucking like US or some crazy shit. Jesus. At one point. And then they played Destiny 2. They were really excited about it. It told me it was trash. So. I mean, I like Destiny 2 a little bit more. But, um. You like trash? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a trash fan. Okay, I like reasonable trash. I'm not like a Fortnite fan or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so my pet peeve, and I'm just keeping one and simple, and that is. My pet peeve that I got, and it's a current one, and that is okay. that Battlefield 2042, the main core game, is coming out with only 22 weapons. This is from what I've heard on social media, and I'm just like, what in the fuck? 
22 weapons, four assault rifles, four snipers, I think two light machine guns, four SMGs. And I'm just like, what? Uh, uh, yeah, fuck. that's so low. Like, that is really, really, really low for a Battlefield game, especially a modern one, because Battlefield 3, we had a lot of weapons. Battlefield 4, we had a lot of weapons. And this is before DLC. Now, of course, I will say with Battlefield 4, they had different variant types and whatnot of possibly like the same weapon or whatnot maybe like two of two versions of them but still we had a large plethora of weapons to go through or whatnot at at the start of the base core game and i'm just like the fuck i hope i'm just like oh i hope this is not the full thing but according to some of the rumors that they've that i've been seeing online it's just like it's gonna be confirmed it's just gonna be 22 at the start and i'm just like that is bullshit. But Portal, Battlefield Portal, where you can play Battlefield 1942, Battlefield oh, yeah. Bad Company 2, and Battlefield 3, there's going to be a shit ton of other weapons. So I'm just like, well, fuck it. I guess I won't be playing a core game. I'll just be playing Portal. Yeah. Fuck it. Because it has all of the shit that I want, and the visuals are going to look a lot better. So I'd rather just be in Portal 2042. Like, my gripes, especially the main one, get rid of the specialist. But I already know they're not going to get rid of the specialist. No, they won't. They're, they're not. And there's going to be some. Spe- there's gonna be a lot of balancing issues with the specialist because some of them have abilities that are going to be as broken as shit that they're going to end up having to nerf or buff other characters or whatnot to make it seem like it's going to be a fair, even playing field when it's just you already had a good system with Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, and Bad Company 2. Assault, engineer, support recon that's it that's all you need and then you just they just have their own library of gadgets that they could use that's it keep it that simple it was don't fix it if it ain't broke if it ain't broke don't fix it amen to that like nobody complaint about complains about the classes just leave the way it is but we'll see you know when i get my hands on the game we'll see and how it goes and how it evolves. I'm just hoping that with the core game of 2042, not just Portal, that there are more weapons than the 22 that is just confirmed because if that is the case, I'm like, God damn, that is drastically low for a Battlefield game. How do you fuck up your core game like that? Like like at Fortnite too, how do you fuck up the whole core aspect you had for it and then just completely change it and have this side thing? Like, that's your core game, bro. They lost that's the, yeah. that's the main part of the game. How do you mess it up that bad where people only want to play the extra side shit you have? Yeah. Yeah. Just, that's just my bad people. Like, you're losing money because if people want to buy, like, like a disc version and stuff like that, and, and they can't play online or whatever, they're stuck with that and they're not going to want to get it. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, you know, wait and see. That's all I can do is just wait and see at this point, so... I, I have my doubts, I have my concerns, but, you know, just got to wait and see. So, anyway, our last topic is Q&A from IG followers. Did you have any, Waluigi? Let's see, let's see if we have any new ones. Do, 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 do. You can see what's going on with the chat in the meantime. Yeah, and... Do, 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 do. The chats... Deviant Robot says, just to let you guys know, you might... Let's isolate your mics from the table so that the tapping the table won't get picked by your mics. Also, you might want. It's just that we are in a very spacious area that our voices echo. So, yeah, that's why I was like, we're like close. Yes. 
I got more. I, I don't even think this is one, but this is from Paul fucking Devlin. It just says boobies. It, I feel like it's an insult to me because... Chest ahead. <laughs> it's an insult to me because I need to do more bench pressing. I've been, I've been slacking on my gains. No, it's because you needed to look up Guinevere. God damn it, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> this is fate. Well, if there are any other questions <clears throat> from us, from IG followers, do you have any um, questions that you would like to ask of myself and Waluigi before we close this on out? Um, Wait, now's a good time you can use that, <laughs> that sound. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> uh, sure. Like, um, if you could help give advice when we actually, like, start doing tournaments and stuff, if you guys would want to help with that at some point, too, maybe. I mean, we have like a whole cafe. I mean, since I'm, yes, since I'm going to be far away from you, the other two venues that with the other three TOs that I told you about, they would be your best um, picks to, um, they would be your best picks to um, know anything about tournaments and how to run one. No, not three, four. It's four. Oh, I'll be happy to commentate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're needing commentators too. Um, let's see. What's your favorite anime so far? Well, Nelda. Uh, n- <laughs> 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 I ate that shit. Naruto's my all-time favorite, for sure. Hey, good choice. Um, I, I've been watching anime with my brother, like I said, that was 11 years older since I was, like, really little. So we watched a lot of the classics that were on Late Night Adult Swim back when I didn't have to worry about school. And we would stay up till like, 3, 4 in the morning to watch... Naruto, Bleach, Zatch Bell, which is super underrated. Zatch Bell was fucking amazing. Yes. And me and my boyfriend are like trying to rewatch it and we haven't like finished it yet. But I really wanted to get into that. And besides him, like I haven't really met many people that know about Zatch Bell, but that was also an adult swim and I watched it as a kid and it was fucking great. Bleach oh, I still haven't fully finished. Naruto I have finished. I mean I I haven't fully finished the Great War part, but I know everything that happens and then now I'm in Boruto, which has been Okay, so far he's kind of a little shit, but you know, it, it, the story's getting better. Like at the point where they are now, because I've seen some spoilers, it's getting, it's getting really good. Besides that, um, I really love the Seven Deadly Sins on, hey. on Netflix. I'm I need to finish the last season because I was waiting for the second part of it to come out because they did it in parts, and I was like, how the fuck could you? Oh, do the that? second part's out. I I yeah. haven't watching it. Yeah, it came out. I haven't I haven't seen it yet because like. We were watching other shows and trying to catch up on that first, and I'm like, but I really want to watch that like with him, so we're waiting to watch it. But I got really into that, and the dub ended up being really good. Um, and the Seven Deadly Sins was great. Those those are the most animes I'm watching like at the moment. I haven't got into My Hero, and I haven't got into Just Demon Slayer like at all. I know it's like really amazing. Everyone says I'm gonna watch it eventually, but. Yeah, like I said, ignore the fandoms for most animes. Yeah, I don't don't pay attention to the fandoms. Like, I don't... That's a pet peeve I have that, like, isn't gaming, it's more anime, but I hate when people just immediately shit on an anime because of the fandom, because the fandom's toxic, blah, blah, blah. Like, if the anime is good, it's good. So you should try to watch it and see if you like the anime on its own. Yes, just don't be a sussy bucket. And all the controversy (laughs) in the Seven Deadly Sins is, like stupid there's people that hate it just because elizabeth's like 17 and Eliotis is like 
way older. You guys forget she's an angel. She's literally thousands of years old. Yeah, she's a reincarnation. She's literally, she's just reincarnating every time as a human. But she's not really a human. She's actually an angel thousands of years old. And so oh, is like he. it's like Bond and Elizabeth. And like, and and yeah, like Bond and and um the, the fairy girl. Everyone shits on her because they're like, oh, she looks like a child and blah, blah, blah. She's thousands of years old. She's a fairy. So that's why she's like that. And he never once sexualizes her for looking like a child. He doesn't sexualize her at all. He just straight up loves her as a person. And he never sexualizes her for being a child or anything like that. And I hate that people think that and they think it's creepy and weird and then they shit on the whole anime. Like, it's not about that. But then the anime itself is really good. And they are thousands of years old, so it is appropriate. My love for Escanor is always infinite. I've cosplayed him. I have a tattoo. Yeah, actually. I saw that. I realized that was you the last time I saw that when we were at the, the Flynn's thing. And yeah. I, like, had mentioned, like, oh, is that, is that Escanor? Because, like, you had the thing, and then he had the little mustache shirt and everything. And I was like. Oh, yeah, from uh, Springs, Inc. I think I, think I got it at uh, UltraCon. Yeah, it was great, and I was like, oh, that's him. That's the one who does Thank the you. podcast. Thank you. That just made my afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great, bro. Um, what's your guys' favorite Zelda game? I would have to say Majora's Mask for Minish me. Cap. Minish Cap? I played that one a little bit. Um, I played a lot of the older ones, like Link to the Past, Ocarina, Majora's Mask. I played the one with the, the four links, uh, the colored ones that was on the yes. Game Boy. We never figured out how to play that together, but... <laughs> That was is that like special playing. adapter you got in the early 2000s? Yeah, like we were, we were never able to get the adapter to get it to work. We didn't understand because that was the time where you could use a GameCube and it would take Game Boy games and you could like play stuff. And that was like the coolest shit ever um, to be able to do that. And we were trying to do that with that game and have four controllers and play, but we never were able to figure it out because mm. you needed that weird adapter. I'm glad it's a lot easier to do stuff like that now. And then I played Hyrule Warriors when I had a Wii U. Which I love because I love the Dynasty Warriors series. The Dynasty Warriors series was really fun and it was really great. And then they mixed it with Zelda and I was like, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I, I still need to play Breath of the Wild. I haven't played Breath of the Wild and I've avoided spoilers on it because I really want to play it myself. But like I said, I don't have a Switch or anything, so I haven't been able to play it. So I've been avoiding as much about it <laughs> as I can. So I don't know shit about Breath of the Wild, but I know it's great and I really want to get into it. But yeah, Majora's Mask is definitely my favorite. I feel like Ocarina was amazing as well. But I love the idea of the masks. And like you were connected to the story so much more because you had to help every person with their problems. And like they had a lot of fucked up and crazy shit that was going on. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like there was a lot of topics of like depression and growing and suicide and getting over death of loved ones and getting over all these other things it was a whole growing process for the entire town and for you as a character and a player and it just it, it grows on you as you're an adult and you figure out <coughs> all these different topics and stuff that they were talking about specifically and it just makes the whole experience like so much better and the masks and everything was such a unique way to to use the items and have all these crazy different effects in a zelda game that i wish they would do another like a sequel besides the remake like they that they did i need to hunt a copy now i have ocarina of time but i don't have i don't have majora's mask yet it, it's great i ended up um emulating it so i could actually finish the game and i played with my boyfriend and i had him like play most of it and i helped guide him because we wanted 100 percent it because i wanted to actually beat the game see the ending for once and have it 100 percent done 
and we actually had a 99% done because we forgot to get the last fairies of the last um, dungeon so that we could get the fairy sword. But we got everything else. All right. Wowzers. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we'll follow that. That definitely deserves a round of applause. <laughs> I think I'm just going to clap like that for now on. <laughs> it's just so obnoxious. Well, I guess we can now go ahead and put a bow on this and wrap this up. And with that being said, I would like to thank you for joining us and being our guest on this podcast. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing your endeavors with um, your business that you will be hopefully opening up soon. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm hoping within like a year or two to get somewhere with that. We'll, we'll see what happens. Definitely if the GoFundMe gets more attention and we get like where we need with that, we'll do that. If not, we're saving on our own, possibly trying to get a business loan in the future, see what we can do about that stuff. In the meantime, you guys can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at the Heart Container Cafe. It's probably the only thing that'll pop up, even if you don't do the underlines and under it. Um, I, I do take orders for custom orders if you want anything special for birthdays or parties or even just for you, like on the side, as long as it's within $20 and, and you pay any needed delivery fees, then I do that. I do a lot of big events, so I do Flynn's Arcade, I do other anime gaming related places, anything nice. like that. So if anyone wants a community event with anything like that, I can do it. Besides selling my specific gaming theme stuff, I sell like any custom design you want. So like I did the Hocus Pocus one, so I did Hocus Pocus themed sweets and I did witchy themed sweets and like Halloween stuff. So I could do any, any topic you might want. So that, that's something else I could also provide for everybody. So if you check out the Instagram, you can DM me about it. I also have an email at the Heart Container Cafe all together. You can email me if, if you have any inquiries about stuff like that. And I can definitely help other people do that. And hopefully we'll get that started for a big community for the people in Miami and, and for other people to come as well and just have a great time there if we get that started. Hell definitely. Yeah. All right. Waluigi, you have any um, closing thoughts? Wow. I got to get into Dark Souls now. Yeah. Guinevere. Guinevere. I'm sold. Guinevere. Guinevere is why everyone... I'll slap box some demons. <laughs> <laughs> Offer that chest. Yes. Yo, it was, it was sad in Dark Souls 3. You, you go to that area again, and she's no, not there. And the funniest thing is getting the messages from the people online, and it says, no chest ahead. And everyone's sad, and it's like sadness ahead. Oh <laughs> because she's gone. She's gone yes. by the end of the... Your princess yes. is another castle. <laughs> it's yes. so funny, yeah. I had to sing a Mario reference. Uh, Speaking of the Mario movie, We've I'm very interested in that. Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Chris Pratt is in every name at this point. Chris right. Pratt and Charlie Day, like that's gonna be hilarious. And Charlie Day, Seth Rogen, so, and I love Seth Rogen and I love Jack Black. That cast is legendary, and I hope it's Vin hilarious Keegan. and amazing. I hope they do it really well. Definitely something that we all gotta go Vin see. Vin Key from Key and Peele. Yeah, like yeah, it's gonna be. It's a legendary cast. They there's no way they can mess it up. They're gonna mess it up one way. Hopefully not. What else? Oh yeah, should we tell them the news? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll make that announcement, but I'm gonna, I'll, I'll make that announcement um after um what you had to say. Well, that's pretty much it. Glad to have you here. This was definitely a hell of a fun cast. Hell yeah. And thank you to the guys who were watching this on YouTube, Facebook, 
and uh, Twitch. You guys and then can pretty see audio me at, listeners. at Flynn's Arcade for most most events I'm usually here. Then also my dad on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. And before I go ahead and close it on out, I am going to make the announcement that myself and Waluigi will be at Anime OI with another podcast panel episode at Anime OI. That's going to be our final one for the year. And can't wait to see you guys there at Anime OI. Of course, I'm going to make the Instagram post like sometime later in the week or whatnot, getting closer to the day. But yes, myself, Waluigi, South Florida Gamers Podcast will be at Anime OI. So, and it'll be on a Saturday. So we will see you guys there. And with that being said, I'd like to thank you guys for watching. Yes, Terry, you are late. You showed up late, but that's all right. God, later than Alex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be sure to look at the podcast later. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to save that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you came too late. If only you stayed for the Smash tournaments, but you don't. But anyway, oh, enough, no. en enough about that. Anyway, guys, this has been episode 42 of the South Florida Gamers podcast. I am your host, the Silverback Senpai, my co-host, Waluigi, and our guest, The Heart Container. Audio version of the podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. And video playback is going to be available for YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. We will see you guys. Well, we won't have another podcast. We'll have a podcast episode at Anime AY. It won't be live streamed, but of course, it will be recorded and uploaded to the YouTube and to the Facebook for you guys to watch and enjoy. So... Anyway, guys, we will see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace, guys. <laughs>